standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. And I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I got a little bit of an allergy sniffle day going on. So if you'll forgive me in advance, today we're going to talk about 912 and the things that are directly related to it, even if not correctly so. That being said, let me remind you before we get into the uh, details and the body of the show, the best way you can help me make a difference is to like, share, and subscribe to this year program. Yes, I'm closing in on 200,000 downloads. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. My four listeners have been extremely busy. That being said, if you're feeling particularly motivated after any of my episodes, I would also ask that you be kind enough to rate and review this program. The interaction drives the algorithms. It overcomes the otherwise dismissal. Uh, and actually, we're, we're going to talk in part about that today. So here we go. On to 912. Now, 912 is, you know, in theory, the day after 911. It is also the name of a project um, started, at least in theory, by none other than Glenn Beck. Now, according to Wikipedia, it was started in 2009 uh, out of a radio program that aired roughly in uh, January of 2009. And the idea was, is the hope by the host and many people involved in this, that we could go back to an idea where we were pre-partisanship, right? That we could focus on, in this case, nine principles and 12 values that all Americans could agree on, that all Americans, or at least the vast majority thereof, could work together for creating a positive outcome, right? The idea being that after 9-11, on 9-12, everybody was united. Everybody was working together for a common goal. Everybody that was an American wanted to work together to get a good outcome. Now I got to be honest at the time I was very sympathetic and very agreeable to the idea, the notion I had hope that this was a plausible outcome. Now I'm going to leave it at that for just a moment and we're going to go back to Glenn Beck. Now to be sure Glenn Beck is a happy Mormon. Uh, Glenn Beck has his own version and understanding of a lot of different things, particularly in American history. Now, I will say this. I don't think it's so much that he's gotten anything wrong. It's I think that perhaps he understands it slightly differently than I would. Now, Glenn has spent an enormous amount of time doing this, so I mean no disrespect. In fact, of all the broadcasters that are still around today, he would be the one I hold in highest regard. That doesn't mean that he can't be misled or make mistakes. So, like all of us, he's human. So, I will tell you that I believe that he meant well, and I believe that he was actually thinking there could be a net positive out of this. Now, about this same time, the Tea Party movement got started, right? The the Tea Party movement, which some say wasn't a reaction to Barack Obama, I would say it had more to do with the 
poor policies out of the Bush administration that then carried over to the Obama administration, as well as several other things, which we'll in part be a touching base on. So these were two separate and distinct movements or ideas, but there was an enormous overlap. And ultimately, 9-12 got subsumed by the Tea Party movement. But the idea was we were going to retake or reform America into what would have been the the ideal of 9-12, right? So they also went to the time and effort to come up with nine principles and 12 values that they distilled out of what the founding fathers thought, what they, what they worked on. So just for purposes of being straightforward, I am going to read according to the Wikipedia uh, this was based off of what the 912 project used to have listed. So the nine principles are America is good. Um, I mean, I find it hard to uh, argue with that, but uh, I know there are people that would. I believe in God and he is the center of my life. Well, again, unfortunately, our country no longer believes that, but I would say a vast majority of people probably do. So we'll go with that. No issue there. Number three, I must always try to be more honest person than I was yesterday. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, Number four, the family is sacred. My spouse and I are the ultimate authority, not the government. Yes, well, that is clearly spelled out in the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and quite frankly, the Declaration of Independence, the idea that we the people. So, again... No, no issues there. Number five, if you break the law, you pay the penalty. Justice is blind and nobody is above it. Yeah, absolutely wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I only wish it was true. Um, number six, I have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but there is no guarantee of equal results. Okay. I mean, again, none of these are really, hard, or I should say, they're extremely hard to disagree with, but they're really... Basic. And I don't have a problem with that because you have to have a a framework and you want to keep your framework basic. So again, number seven, I work hard for what I have and I will share it with who I want to. Government cannot force me to be charitable. Yeah, that that's a great principle. Unfortunately, it's routinely disregarded. Number eight, it is not un-American for me to disagree with authority or share my personal opinion. Ding, ding, ding. Unfortunately, once again, (laughs) the entirety of the government and media oligarchy disagrees. Uh, And number nine, the government works for me. I do not answer to them. They answer to me. Again, this is something that is great in theory, but in practice, not so much. Reason being, if everybody owns it, nobody owns it. If they work for everybody, they work for nobody. This is honestly one of the progressive implementations or policies that pay dividends for them thereupon the idea that a city government can't work for you know seven to nine to eleven individual city council members they need to be working for a specific person the city manager now the city manager now of course works for the city council and that hasn't really necessarily worked out all that great but in theory in theory it was a solution to a problem that did exist. And honestly, the problem really never went away. 
Because the city manager realizes that he only has to keep a majority of that council happy. All right, now the the 12 values, if you will. Again, there's really nothing to say here, but honest, reverence, or I should say honesty, number one. Number two, reverence. Number three, hope. Number four, thrift. Number five, humility. Number six, charity. Number seven, sincerity. Number eight, moderation. Number nine, hard work. Number 10, courage. Number 11, personal responsibility. And number 12, apparently, according to Wikipedia, the friendship was graduated into gratitude. Don't know, don't care. But again, I'm just trying to give credit where credit is due. And the idea behind all this is we want to refound America and we want to stand against corruption, abuse of power. And look, we want to deal with this and we want to deal it at the lowest level possible. Unfortunately, whatever they were able to do, whatever happened, uh, the 912, if you will, ran into something called the patriotic movement, aka the Tea Party. Now, the Tea Party, if you will, was supposed to be a fiscally conservative political movement within the Republican Party. You see, the Republican Party has got its factions and still does. And honestly, in theory, uh, it was a great thing. I mean, I was a member of the Tea Party, the local Tea Party here. I, I still believe we were right. We focused on five principles, and which was le- less clunky than the nine principles and 12 values. But the idea is that we have just five basic things that we expect or demand out of our elected officials. But even that became too much. So a lot of this, again, spilled out of the TARP program, which predates Obamacare, which did kind of start with, you know, the Bush administration. And We did our best to deal with what we would call uh, establishment candidates. Oh, good God. Good God. (laughs) You know, you click the wrong button, you think you kill everything. But (laughs) all right. Well, (laughs) let me get back on track. (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. It's been one of those mornings. I probably should edit that out, but, you know, that wouldn't be very honest. It wouldn't be very fair. You know, I don't hide the fact that I make mistakes. So here we go. The idea that uh, the Tea Party was modeled after after the protesters, you know, was all well and good. And the thing that was most interesting, it was it was quite effective. We, we did a lot to hold people accountable, get people elected. And what's Ironic about all this is the entire leftist agenda tilted after us. The Tea Party was the problem. Now, keep in mind, the 912 kind of sort of came out about the same time, had similar ideas, but at this point, the Tea Party just became enormous. And the media, the government spent all its time trying to destroy us, trying to put an end to the Tea Party, which again, was just another way of outgrowthing and dealing with the consequences of bad behavior of our elected officials. And, you know, (laughs) it doesn't really matter what you believe. The fact of the matter is the entirety of the government, 
the establishment Republicans, the the long-term Republicans, the, all the Democrats, all the media, they painted us as the problem. We were the the giant threat. Interestingly enough, they've now done the same thing to the so-called Christian nationalists. And I got to be honest with you, uh, three years ago, I poo-pooed the idea. Well, come on, really? Christian nationalists? Well, first of all, I don't even know if this is a real movement. And second of all, even if it is, I don't really see a problem here. They want people to be Christians and they want them to be involved in their government and taking it back. So you just hate Christians is what I interpret that as. I, I mean, what else should I think? And then it's pointed out here that and ideally the Tea Party was started to be slow the growth, right? <laughs> They wanted to rein in abusive government. They wanted to make it smaller. They wanted just less government. And it's interesting to me because then in the same phrase, by 2012, they say they wanted to put God back in government. Well, again, keep in mind, 912 had faded into obscurity largely by this point. And a lot of those people probably joined the Tea Party movement and they wanted God in government. And honestly, God is always in government because if you don't have God in government, government becomes God. And I'm not sure why people have such a challenge figuring this out, but here we are. So it taught, and you know, again, Wikipedia here uh, gives their version of events, which honestly, I read through most of this uh, last night and I guess this morning somewhat. I don't see anything that one is entirely wrong or two is completely out of left field. Of course, it's all very, very biased. <laughs> and then it talks about, the Tea Party uh, put Trump over the top. Well, wait a minute. I thought it was the Nationals. I thought it was white Nationals. I mean, they just can't make up their minds here. And I will say all this. <laughs> Talks about even Juan Williams acknowledged the Tea Party's opposition to health care reform was based on self-interest rather than racism. <laughs> I mean, oh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. The, the Tea Party served its purpose, as in some ways did 912, but both were overrun by people that came in and had their own agenda and pushed it its own way. And it talks about some of the leadership, and I don't actually have an issue. Again, most of this is accurate enough. The only thing that I would like to point out, if you will, they talk about Freedom Works and Matt Kibbe. And over the years, Matt Kibbe has become far more libertarian, which I have actually zero issue with. I, you know, I've talked about my own, um, I guess, drift from the libertarian party, uh, largely based on the fact that they have some major holes, but the entirety of the conservative movement also has a lot of holes. So I'm stuck with the Republican party and doing what I can here. I still hold to the Tea Party Five principles. I still am sympathetic to the 912 organization, what they tried to do. And I would like to believe at some point in the future, we're going to have a better government. We're going to have something that actually represents us. I think that if we keep working and we keep fighting, that is obtainable. The problem is, not only are we fighting against the leftists, the progressives, the Democrat Party, we're fighting against, honestly, a large faction within the Republican Party. I, I, I saw a video by somebody 
that talks about the Northeast or the Yankee to Houston access, right? That would be the people that seek to run the country. They don't want to listen to the rest of us. They don't think they need the rest of us. They see us as not worthy of their time and efforts. There's a certain amount of contempt that they hold for we, the people. Again, this is directly related to both the 912 movement, where they thought if we could just put partisanship aside and work on the things that we actually, in theory, all agree on, we could get more things accomplished. This also has to do with the idea that the Tea Party said, well, that's all fine and dandy, but this Uniparty is selling us all out, and we need to at least try and take back part of the party that we belong to. Unfortunately, by this time, the Democrat Party had become so progressive, so leftist, that the normal Democrats felt like they had nowhere left to go. So as a result, they went over to the Republican Party and they immediately started to get concessions. I mean, the Republican Party leadership and elite, if you will, they don't really care. And I don't think they ever really did care about the so-called cultural issues. They see no problem with destroying and reworking the American culture so long as they save a little money along the way. What they fail to realize, in my humble opinion, is if you destroy the culture, it doesn't matter how much money you have left because it's going to be stolen from you. Again, I I don't think that any of these people actually care about that. I, I, I really... I'm disappointed that this is where we're at. I mean, we had two significant movements that happened a little over 10 years ago. I I guess at this point, almost 15 years ago. And you got to ask yourself, well, what did we accomplish? Well, yeah, I mean, the Tea Party was successful in getting some people elected. And those people were either run off, destroyed, or bought off. And you maybe could point at a half a dozen people between the Congress and the Senate that at least nominally still adhere to those ideals. And they, and they still want to work to bring government back to we, the people they want to make less government. They want to decrease the growth. They want to stay out of people's lives. Yeah, they exist, but at this point they're sidelined. So the real question is, right, can we function in a 912 environment? Can we agree to put aside partisanship? Can we agree that we agree on these issues, these principles, and do work based upon that? Well, I know there's a whole lot of moderates out there that would like nothing more than that. And I'm very sympathetic to that. I'm not necessarily 100% in agreement, but I think that they'll work with anybody to get basic things taken care of. And I don't fault them for that. Unfortunately, we, the tea party people, we, the conservative Republicans, we, the Liberty based Republicans, we have our own agenda, our own thing that we believe. And we get really frustrated with the people that are on our team apparently sell us out and they keep giving away the farm to the people that are actually our enemies. Now, whether it's on purpose or whether it's they actually believe the, the, the sales pitch that are being given by these people, 
But progressives never, ever want to work with us. They want to seize power. They want to maintain control and they want to increase their control. And until the moderates figure that out, we're going to keep having to argue the, the, the issues here. We're going to keep have to fight. I'm sorry. We're going to keep having to fight to keep them on our team, to keep them awake enough to understand that the other side is manipulating events. The other side has no love for them either. The difficulty is our own team, right? The, the activists, the, the hardcore conservatives, whatever you want to call it. We are very demanding as well. And if you're not in compliance with everything that we think and say, well, then you're the problem. Well, Again, I, I feel the need to revisit this. There are a lot of our people that are good natured. They're soft at heart. They don't want to be rude. They don't want to be mean. They want to agree on a lot of basic things and get those things done. And they don't want to deal with the hard stuff. I get it, but they're not our enemy. So I would love nothing more than for the the new activists, the new liberty movement to realize that we can be far more effective if we work with the people that generally agree with us. And as opposed to attacking them or fighting with them over the degrees of difference that we learn from our mistakes, we learn that we allowed the Tea Party to be destroyed both from within and without. We, we brought people in that were ineffective leaders that had their own agenda, that were looking to line their own pockets, quite frankly. And we allowed for the outside people to paint us into a corner, to force us to a point where we just came across like we're a bunch of angry people. There's nothing wrong with being angry. There's nothing wrong with having some hate. There's time for everything. But when you're trying to be objective, when you're trying to get things done, you have to remember where the enemy is. You have to remember which direction you're going and you have to keep as many people along for the ride or as many people on your team as possible. So as I look back and I think about the last, I don't know, I guess if we say 2009, it's been 14 years now, right? Almost 15 years. What's been the net effect? There've been a lot of people that believe, and I don't know why I want to say duped, but have been convinced wrongly that there are large elements that are left of center that just want to get along. They just want to take care of basic needs. They just want to do this or that. It's not true. Now, there are some center left people that are there, but they're moderates. The The moderates just want to focus on the basic stuff. They don't, they don't want to get in the middle of this stuff. Unfortunately, we seeded the schools. We seeded the colleges. We seeded everything years ago because we labored under the idea that we could just retreat to our own, protect our own little turf, and all would be well. We, in fact, took the reverse strategy of MacArthur, right? <laughs> we left the places where we didn't have a majority. We, we didn't fight to hold the ground where we didn't think it was worth it. And our enemies have surrounded us. Our enemies have outplayed us. Now, it may be true. It may be true that Glenn Beck said we surround them and we outnumber them. That may be true. 
but they've had nearly an entire generation since then that they've turned against us largely. You only need to look at the the millennials and the Zoomers. It doesn't look good. Apparently, allegedly, a full 20% of that generation is confused. They don't know what gender or sex they are. They don't know what's right and what's wrong. They don't know what it means to be a man or a woman. And honestly, I put that squarely on our shoulders. That's our fault. If the church would have been doing their job, if their parents would have been doing their job, if the community would have focused on you know, real basic stuff as opposed to letting the perverts on parade go about, we wouldn't be in this situation. So yeah, the only thing that's going to fix it is getting God involved. But I know more want a theocracy than I want a monarchy. Be very, very careful what you ask for. We need to focus on the wins that we can take. We need to build the coalitions to take back the things that we didn't protect. Now, maybe, maybe the liberty movement just didn't go away. It's regrouping. Maybe those of us that still believe in liberty, believe in individuality, individuality, well, <laughs> to believe in personal responsibility, right? The rule of law, limited government, right? National sovereignty. And what's really interesting about all this it was always overlooked that states are sovereign too. And that's one of the things that I worked with in my own tea party is, well, yeah, the national sovereignty is true, but the state sovereignty is even more important. Now I get poo-pooed. I get dismissed from time to time on this, but if you don't have state sovereignty, you don't have federalism. And if you don't have federalism, you don't have America. I'm not really concerned about what New York does. I could care less what New Jersey does. I'm not overly concerned about what California, Oregon, or Washington do, but I am care or I am concerned about what Texas does. I I watch with some concern about the things happening in Virginia or Alabama, but it's not my concern. My focus should be on Texas. Just like if you're in Texas, your focus should be in Texas. If you're in Wisconsin, focus on Wisconsin. What can you do to advance liberty? What can you do to push back the progressive Bolsheviks? Quit running to the feds every time. Just like this nonsense that went out in New Mexico. I'm really curious why they didn't take it to the state Supreme Court. I'm really curious why it is that the governor knows the state law better and says, well, I I can do this. There's nothing to prevent me from doing this because this is not a federal issue. Well, you might be absolutely correct. So why didn't they go to the state courts first? Why are we always running to the federal courts? Conservatives, liberty advocates, you've got to learn this. This is only going to hurt us in the long term. If you don't believe me, if you don't trust me, go check out Chris Ann Hall or even better yet, Brian McClanahan. I think he had an episode that was out on 9-10, no, 9-11, that he talked about this very issue. You can't keep running to federal courts and expect a good outcome. Yeah, you might win the case, but you're going to lose the war. We got to stop. 
federalism requires that we focus on our own states first. And honestly, I really wish that would have been the outcome of the Tea Party and 912 movements, right? If we would have just realized that the most important government is the one that's closest to you. Whether it's the city council, the school board, the county, or the state. Those are the things we need to focus on first. We cannot save America in D.C. The the D.C. America is dead. It's gone. It's putrefying right here, right now. But we can. We can make a difference in Austin. We just need to be willing to do it. There needs to be consequences for legitimate bad actions. There needs to be consequences for people that run and sell us out every time. Now, I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't know where the money's going to be found to do that. But I do know that's where we need to start. We need, <laughs> we need some attorneys that are going to start suing the state when they make these bad decisions. We need some attorneys that are going to be willing to fight the feds and chase them off. We need an attorney general that has a titanium backbone and isn't afraid. And rather than chasing the one off that we got, perhaps we should have found somebody that was as good or better and ran them against them if they were so terrified about what Attorney General Paxton was going to do or not do. I got to tell you, notwithstanding whatever moral failures he may have had, the guy's a fighter and he's been leading the charge protecting Texas. And I'd like to know why our governor isn't doing the same thing. I'd like to know where Lieutenant Dan is. I'd like to know why our speaker of our house is routinely selling us out. That's what I would like to know. But again, we should be working together. We should be focusing on the things we can change. We should be focused on liberty. And instead, we're wasting time and effort trying to chase off the guy that, quite frankly, has been defending us all along. And yeah, I know it's slightly off topic, but it's directly related. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.